Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. That's with the trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or over at Brupolo in Tupelo. be kind of weird if Brupolo was in... Calhoun City. Calhoun's... Calbrun City. No. No. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Sorry. It doesn't work. So, wherever you live in our great state or in this great country, you get Strange Brew Coffee House delivered right to your door. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Whatever kind of coffee machines on the counter in your kitchen, they've got you covered, including the super fantastic K-Cups, which just keep selling. Check them out at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find Mississippi State merchandise. I am not wearing Mississippi State merchandise today. I'm wearing an Iowa State t-shirt. I stand in solidarity with Brandon Walker. Uh, but a big Iowa State fan. Well, he is. He actually is. He cheers for them in El Asico every year. But if you're looking for Mississippi State merchandise, the place to go is College Corner because they have the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. You just can't find anything like it, not just in Starkville, but anywhere you go. There's no other Mexican restaurant like Humble Taco. So the next time you're in Starkville, grab a seat on the porch when the weather's nice. Enjoy a handcrafted margarita, some chips and salsa, and a couple of tacos that you can't get anywhere else. You can only get them at Humble Taco. If you're looking for an easy uh, solution for lunch and a good one, Firehouse Subs is the way to go. Just download the Firehouse Subs app, place your order, pick it up, back to the office, back to work. Easy peasy, one, two, threesy. And when you're, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you like that? And, uh, you know. lemon squeezy. When you, uh, you know, when you use the, the app, you're piling up reward points. You're eating free sandwiches before you know it. They got locations in Starkville and Columbus, Tupelo and Oxford, Flowood and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk in studio with me today. That's always exciting. Hello. How you doing there, friend? I'm fine. Great, great. We got a lot of questions uh, to uh, to answer. Today is a rumblings day. At the end of the show, we'll switch it over to our one and only correspondent, future Brian. He'll let you know what happened in Biloxi, Mississippi State taking on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, Parker Stinnett. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> stop. Uh, Parker Stinnett on the mound for the Bulldogs tonight. Interesting choice. Uh, we'll see how that pans out. But we'll worry about that. We'll let future Brian handle that. Let's jump right into our questions. And it looks like our first one comes to us from Colton Watson, who says, Casey Hunt is obviously hurt. Has anybody at a press event asked about his availability that I might have missed? So, first things first, we haven't really had press events outside of after the games. games. Yeah. And so when that happens, you tend to ask questions about who played in the game. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And also, up until this past week, you know, it hasn't really been a huge concern that KC Hunt's been missing, so it's, we just haven't really thought about it as much. 
that question will probably be asked next time we talk to Chris Lamonis because yeah. Casey Hunt's becoming now a, a, a piece that needs to get back in there and that needs to pitch for Mississippi Agreed. State and pitch well. Agreed. How many tweets will be deleted now that we know Simmons was dealing with arm distress this weekend? Well, first off, we don't know that. I tried to get that answer out of Chris Lamonis on Monday Sports Talk Mississippi. He could not. He simply he, he stuck with what he said on uh, on Saturday, which was the decision was just made to go to Parker's Tonette. So we got a lot of rumors, but we don't have any confirmation. That, rumors and innuendo. If you, if you will. But we don't have any confirmation that Stone Simmons is hurt. So, Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard... I've heard that he is. Mm-hmm. I have to. That he's he's banged up. Nothing real serious. Right. But Chris Lamonis is not saying that he is. Right. So, so that's until he confirms that, it's hard to really run with that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Dog on the bayou. Dog on the bayou. Ding 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 ding. Matt Wyatt. Oh, yeah. back on the bayou. Oh yeah. Matt Wyatt mentioned today, so this would have been yesterday, that it's National Cereal Day. And he didn't mention Peanut Butter Captain Crunch in his top four. I took that personally. Rank your top four cereals of all time. Well, Peanut Butter, peanut butter Captain Crunch not in my top four. Not in mine either. I do not like chocolatey or peanut buttery cereals. Um, I, I do. I like... So what's your top four? Cocoa Pebbles is in there for okay, me. Okay, okay. Um, oh, gosh. So I'm a big cereal guy. I, I eat cereal almost every morning. Captain Crunch Crunch Berries, number one for me. Captain Crunch is probably going to be the regular Cap- Captain regular Crunch. Regular Captain Crunch. The Crunch is probably crunch. going to be number one for me. Crunch Berry is number one for me. Um, I like Golden Grams. That's a good choice. I like Apple Cocoa. Jacks is in my Apple Jacks before. are good. Okay. Apple Jacks are good. Um, I tell you, if you want to go a little more on the healthy side, Honey Bunches of Oats my healthy are really good. Is Raisin Nut Bran <sighs> with the yeah. brown sugar covered raisins. Good. And when I think of Raisin Bran, I think of my grandparents. I mean, I get so that, I try to, but I'm getting old. I, I got into Raisin Bran when I had diverticulitis one time, mm-hmm. and I felt like I had to get a lot more fiber in my diet, and yeah. I just couldn't do it. You should go with grape nuts. Yeah, I, I, I just... Or just go eat a handful of pebbles, one of the two. Well, now I just take fiber pills. I got you. So what's my fourth tough cereal going to be? 30. You know, I, I think I, I got to eat some, something with like some marshmallows in it. So we're going Lucky Charms. Lucky, you can't four. beat Lucky Charms. Yeah. But and the, you know you need the the grain in there mm-hmm. to to not make it a complete. Oh, I don't get just like the just sugary. marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's such a good mix to have that marshmallow in there. As yeah. long as you have a marshmallow going in the same yeah. in your mouth the same time as you have the grain yeah. grain cereal. Have you ever tried the uh, Chris Jericho approved <clears throat> Magic Spoon cereals that are like eight dollars a box? No, I have not. Okay, I I, I would love to try them, <clears throat> but at the same time, I'm not paying eight dollars a box for cereal. But. Uh, um. What is the? What was the apple? I mean, not the apple. The uh, waffle crisp. Wa- Ooh, I left waffle crisp out. Waffle that crisp. was a good waffle cereal. crisp is in over uh, raisin nut bran. That was a really good cereal. Right, top three, top four. Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries, Apple Jacks, Waffle Crisp, Lucky Charms. Okay. Are we gonna get hate for not putting cinnamon toast crunch in? Uh, cinnamon toast crunch would be in mine. Okay, in yours. My, mine I'm would not, be. I don't like cinnamon. Mine would be. Um, Captain Crunch, okay. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, okay. Cocoa Pebbles, Golden Grams. That's my top four. My honorable mention is Honeycomb. It's big. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I never liked Honeycomb. I like Honeycomb. I never liked it. Um, or, or Corn Pops. Oh, Corn Pops were fun as corn a kid. Corn Pops was a good one. 
They they came in like the tin aluminum. You know what, tin, the, it was like pretty yeah. much tin. You know the one I didn't like? Sugar Smacks. Oh, I love Sugar Smacks. I didn't like. They're too sweet. The, the bad too thing sweet. about Sugar Smacks is they would like clump up and yes. stick to that. That's what I'm saying. That, like, like, that aluminum. They're just, they're, yeah, they're too sticky. Yeah. All right. We have a question later about what we could do a 30-minute presentation on. Cereal is on my list of things I could do a 30 Might be. Yeah. Brian McDuff, my good friend, wants our impressions of AEW's revolution. It's I'm going to say this. We were just talking about WrestleMania a second ago and the match that's coming up with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens. And we all love Stone Cold except for me. And, you know. <laughs> everybody except for you loves Stone Cold. Everybody, basically. <clears throat> except for, I guess Kevin Owens doesn't. Um, oh, he loves him, too. Well, why would he challenge him to a fight then? Because it's fake. Oh, that's right. But what I like about AEW thus far in their promotion is that their wrestling pay-per-views are simply matches. Mm-hmm. There's not exhibitions. There's not, we're going to bring a celebrity in to to do. It's just, we're going to give you, we, we build up a storyline and we give it a payoff. That's all I want. I thought it was fantastic. I thought every <laughs> match except, the only match I didn't really care for was Britt Baker. Just because it's so tired at this point of her winning because the other two women are outside the ring. It's like it felt like last night it felt like Sunday night was the night to take the belt off of her. But Yeah. I because I, I don't know who they're gonna do now. It's like it's just like Roman Reigns. It's like who who's gonna beat her? Unless they're going to go and steal Jay Cargill would probably Jay Cargill, be the one. unless they're gonna go steal like Sasha Banks or Bailey or something. Like who's coming? The the women's division's not that great, it's in, not great. in AEW, but they're working on it though. Here's one thing I'll say about AEW. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about like they need to be focusing on developing characters and developing things like this. They're just acquiring all this talent. Mm-hmm. Every one of those matches had an investment yeah. from fans in it. Yeah, the dog collar match, MJF and Sam Punk were super. I mean that that whole thing was yeah was very personal. And you get the payoff. I mean they they came out with a picture of MJF and Sam Punk when MJF was a kid and yeah. talked about how he wished he was it was Sam Punk. That was great. Adam Page and Adam Cole was was fantastic storyline that that really paid off. I mean every single one was. A great storyline, and yeah. the characters are developing. I mean, look at the the storyline with Daniel Bryan <clears throat> and uh, Mox, and how they put it together. Their mentor William Regal comes out there and basically says, "You guys need to start working together." They've built this. They've built this into these guys working together as a tag team. I thought the pay per view was very well done, better than anything that WWE's done in a long time, and that's that's a good sign for me. From a company that's just been kind of acquiring a lot of talent, yeah. and you weren't really sure what they were going to do with it, agreed. You're seeing a lot of undercard matches and that make that, that feuds matter. starting to come together. That matter too. Yes, it's not just hey, I'm going to show up, you know, the show before the pay per view and challenge you to a match. You know, it's it's it, there's there's investment. I agree with that. Uh, Brogan Fairchild asks us, Brian, that was a delicious looking rack of ribs you posted. Well, thank you. What's your go-to rib rub and barbecue sauce? So I didn't put any barbecue sauce on those ribs. There's no sauce on those ribs. Those are dry ribs. They're more like muddy. They're, they they have some moisture, but they're not they're not a. Uh, it's not like a, a. I don't come over the top with another layer of rub. Right. Um. And I don't really have a go-to. I like how to how to barbecue rights. Uh. The Killer Hogs. Uh. The barbecue rub. Those I used a Kroger brand. It was Texas style rub. I like that. It's good. It's a little spicy. Um, so I don't, I don't really don't have a go-to. I just I play around a lot, and I like to taste, taste different things. My favorite barbecue sauce, other than Dreamland barbecue sauce, which is the undisputed king yes, of very barbecue good. sauces, the kind you can buy, the stuff that you can buy in like the average grocery store. 
I like Stubbs uh, sweet and I think it's sweet and spicy sauce. It's good. It's good balance. That's, that's I like sticky fingers. Sticky fingers is good. So, my family is currently displaced while most of the floors get replaced because our daughter flooded part of the house a couple of weeks before Christmas. That's fun. My friend uh, Alex, whose dogs I'm watching, that's what's not that's not exactly, but that's what that's what's happening. Her floors are being replaced. So. Yeah, my parents just went through that same thing. Have you? Have either of y'all had to deal <clears throat> with a self-imposed disaster? You know, I've wrecked a car. I don't know. Yeah, that would be probably mine. Yeah. I can't think of another one that I've really... You know, I busted a pipe one time pulling on a on a water hose. Mm-hmm. The pipe was kind of exposed and yeah. busted. It was at my in-law's house, so, you know, my father-in-law had to go underneath the house, under the crawl space. It was like 30 degrees outside. I mean, it was Oof. just... It was just a bad look for me. Yeah. I'm making my father-in-law go under the house and fix something that I can't fix. It just was a it was a bad look. I agree. It is a bad look. You should be ashamed of yourself. I am. Uh, Snave asks us, Brian, what is your favorite 90s rock act besides Pearl Jam? Uh, my number two probably Alice in Chains. Big fan of, of, of Alice in Chains. Robbie, you're too young to truly appreciate 90s rock. So what's your favorite Hanson song besides what is, Mbop? What is happening? I don't know. I don't know. This is the on. second week in a row I've been too young for something I was not too young for. No, that's 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 not correct. So what was the question? Well, he asked me what my favorite uh, uh, 90s band other than Pearl Jam was. And then he asked you about your favorite Hanson song besides Mbop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my favorite nineties band is probably uh, Matchbox Twenty or uh, Stone Temple Pilots. There's a lot of great ones. I mean, you, I mean, you can use. I mean, Metallica is technically a nineties band. Metallica is like a band that I don't define to a generation. To a yeah. decade. You know, yeah. Metallica is just Metallica. A 90s band is... Pearl Jam's a 90s Matchbox band. 20, yeah. Goo Goo Dolls. Like, even though Pearl Jam has continued to make music, they're a 90s band. The 90s were just so good. There were yeah. so many... Good times. There were so many different genres out there that, I mean, mm-hmm. 90s hip-hop yeah. is, is the best. untouched yeah. by anything else. I agree. I agree. Rock, alternative, mm-hmm. country. country. Yeah. I mean, gosh, yeah. what, a, what a great decade that it was. It was a good time to be alive. And I was alive in 1990, folks. I was. Well, I don't understand why I'm too young on these. Questions. I don't know, man. People just like making fun of you. Drew Wilson asks, "Who would we start against Texas Tech, and how would we start structure the weekend rotation?" I would start Parker Stinnett on Tuesday. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I really don't know the answer here because it feels like Fristo is going to be starting on the weekend. Staff, Texas Tech, so. I mean, do you feel like Fristo's going to go into the weekend now? He's, they're going to need him for the weekend, so probably. So you can't start him Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. So you go Stinnett <sighs> and then Jack Walker. Jack Walker on Wednesday. It is Ooh. not a good situation for Mississippi That's State bad. this midweek. That's bad. It is not a good situation. Unless Casey Hunt could somehow come back and give you a couple. And, of I mean, shoot, he didn't have a good game he against Long <laughs> I mean, But we know he's got the – you sort of go back to what you said yesterday about Walling. You know he can throw 94-95. You just got to try it. I mean, you, you just got to. Th- you get. You're going to have to throw guys into the fire here that have the talent and just see if they can help you. Because right now, this is just not a good situation. Well, they could bring in this new transfer. You know, with MLB not playing, everybody's got their some. They're, they're figuring some things out. This guy, Bill Wednar, they're trying to bring him in. 
Yeah, he sounds like this sounds like a good baseball Could be a name. Power righty from Mississippi State. Yes. Uh, Jay in Baltimore says he's not asking. Can Lennon Sims throw left-handed? Huh. No. I don't think he can. Yeah, what's so the weekend? We're saying I, I say move Cade Smith up, move him to Friday. I would move both guys. Well, yeah, that then, that would it, it would be easier just to move one Kate guy. Cade Smith is going to be your Friday guy next year. Just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and take, take off the training wheels. He threw a lot of pitches the other day. I get that, but this uh, the good news is Princeton has not won a game all year. Yeah, just throw him like four throw him four, like four innings. innings and just just you're good. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. Pat and Paris. I'm sorry, no, I skipped Jay in Baltimore's question. Jay in Baltimore, not asking another baseball question until we hit a three-game winning streak, excluding anything to do with sports or food. What subject could you give a 30-minute presentation on without any preparation? So cereal, I guess, is out then. The Sopranos, The Godfather, Batman, the first five seasons of The Office, Breaking Bad. Uh, It's all movies. Well, I mean, what else is there in the world here? What, do I, what am I, you know, I, I music. Mean, music. I couldn't do with a thirty minutes on music. I don't think. I think I could. Band. I, I think I think I would probably be leaning towards a, a TV you, show or a movie as well. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. but but music would be my second. You could do music. You could. I could do like a, a I could do a I decade. Could do like I could the, talk about the decade the start of grunge. I could. Do yeah. That. Like uh, that, that. That was when I really or or something on hair some, metal maybe uh, like a biography on. On a certain band, that would be like tougher for Journey. Me. Journey would be probably the one that I would know the most about. Yeah, I could also um, do it on being lazy. The best ways, couch yeah. being you know, a couch potato. Professional s- secrets that I have about how to you know how to be lazy. Step one: have children. Yes, and just hey, go get that for me. All right, thanks. Pick that piece of paper up off the ground that that's I right dropped, in front of me that I dropped. Right, pick that up. Go change the channel. Well, they don't have those problems anymore. Back in the day, that that was the definite. I don't want to hear anything about it. Oh, this generation's lazy. Now, back in the day, the people that are saying that, their parents were telling them to change, to get up and change the change channel. Change the channel. We've always been lazy. So. Laziness is is not something that's new. Pat and Paris says, went to see the Batman this weekend. Shortly before the movie starts, a family comes in, including their two-year-old or younger, who cries and yells throughout the movie. How would either of you address the situation? I told that story about me at the Dark Knight. I think. Hey, shut up! I, now you're you are within your rights. I think, as a paying customer, if there's a crying baby that cannot be silenced, to go and complain to the theater and be like, "You got to do something here," or I or refund me my money and I'll come back to another show. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: like, there's certain things flying a plane. Mm-hmm. For instance, flying on a plane, not flying. We're we're yeah. not we don't we're not qualified for that. But no. Getting on a plane and a child being on there and just screaming. There's nothing you can do about that. And I've I've been in that situation and it's it's an awful feeling knowing that you have a child that you can't make feel better and you know that they're screaming because basically their ears are hurting and they don't understand. That's that stuff is something you can't control. If you're just sitting there and a baby's screaming in the middle of a movie and you're just sitting there and you're not doing anything to alleviate the situation, you are Disturbing the peace. You're disturbing mm-hmm. paying customers at a business that's not yours. So, I mean, I, I hate you're, to be that guy because I, you know, I've had a two year old, but I'm going to take my two year old out of I'm not taking a two year old to Batman, I first have, and foremost. I have a 16 year old daughter. Well, she'll be 16 in eight days, actually. And uh, she's we, we go see superhero movies together, right? 
Now, my daughter, Aislinn, she's also on the autism spectrum, right? So emotionally, she has some trouble dealing with things every now and then. We went to go see Black Widow. Have you seen Black Widow? Yes. Okay, you remember, you know, in the first, like, f- ten minutes where they have that, that's, that uh, when they do the opening credits, and they show those kids being, like, you know, turned into assassins? Yes. It messed with her. And so we had to leave. She's like, Dad, I can't, I can't take this. I was like, all right. So we got up, got in the car, and left. Now, my daughter is 15 years old, right? Yeah. I told her ahead of time, I was like, I'm going to go see the Batman, and then I'll determine if you can see it or not. Right. Because I didn't want to deal with that. Yep. And so I went, and I texted her. I was like, no chance you're seeing this movie. No chance. But that's why you, you, you have to be smarter. Like, I understand, if you can't get a babysitter... Why are you the, taking a two-year-old to the Batman? To the Batman! That's just... Like, have you not seen the commercials for it? This isn't a cartoon. It's, it's one thing if it's like an infant, and it's... It's going to sleep and stuff like that, but just a two-year-old... If that, you can't get a babysitter, one of you go to the movie, and then the other one go to the movie. You just have to go it's, it's coming out on HBO Max in May. Just wait. So. Yeah, I, I have a friend I that couldn't uh, take used that, to work yeah. at a movie theater. He said the best one was when South Park the Musical came out. It's bigger, longer, uncut. And he said parents were coming out of there with their kids demanding refunds. Like, what did you expect? Well, they were like, they just thought it was a cartoon. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, that's why they put ratings on the movies. I know, right? R.J. Sweatman asks us, five years into the John Cohen era, he has hired one credible coach, Lamonis, and one mediocre media darling. Oof. Leech. Oof. He has missed on a football and a baseball coach. He has drug his feet on Howland when most saw the writing on the wall. I wouldn't say he drug no. his feet. I mean... He, he, every, pretty much... Most people said this, this year. Was the year. Yes, but anyway, he's two years. How would you rate his tenure? And is his seat getting warm? I don't think his seat gets warm until you have to make a decision on Mike Leach. Look, a lot of this is bad luck. I mean, there is a there is a there, and, and and Andy Canizero was an excellent. So was Morehead. Hire everybody thought that was a great hire. That's you can't predict what happened. Canizero, Morehead, and Pinson on paper made a ton of sense. Made a ton of sense. Yes. It just didn't work out. Unfortunately, when you're the top dog, you got to wear those things. Yep. But he, his, yeah, it's a it's a results oriented business. His tenure is is totally tied to Mike Leach. I don't. I'll put it this way. I don't think he would get to hire a third football coach if he has to fire a second one. Yeah. Now, here's if, what here's if what Leach I'll just say. Just resigns in a couple of years after you know, state. Let's say state goes eight and four, and then eight and nine and three next two years, and Leach just decides, you know what, I, the grind is. I'm tired. I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Then Cohen's fine. Yeah, but if Leach goes six, he's and a six failure. And then four and eight, and they got to fire him. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing too. You know, people have talked about, you know, this the women's basketball. He's got to nail this or whatever. I mean, that he could hire Doug Novak or whoever, mm-hmm. and that coach be fired in two years or three years and not work out. And I don't think that's even going to move the needle. Like, I, I don't think I don't think people will care nearly as much. About that, as they will a win a men's basketball hire. I agree. He's. I feel like he really needs to nail this men's basketball hire. That's that's why it's important. Yeah, I think to I to go ahead and get the women's hire made mm-hmm. and out of the way, so he's focused solely on this. Also, from R.J. Sweatman, how do you come back from calling someone's baby a boy when it is in fact a girl? That's not my fault. They dressed their daughter in baby blue. I've done this. There's a little baby. He, the, I think, if I'm correct, the baby wearing had the smock hair. stuff, and the baby had long hair. Oh, and I was like, "What's this? What's what's her name?" And it was a boy. 
I'm what what sure. really gets it's either that or I'm backwards. One of the two. What really gets me is that, like some parents are starting to dress their kids in dresses, and like the ruffles and stuff. Like boys. I, yes. Oh God. I, I told Becky whenever we uh, found out that we were pregnant three years ago, I said if it's a boy, he will never ever wear anything that looks like a dress. Yeah. And he's not going to wear these ruffled things with his... You wear a christening gown. That's about it, you know. And we don't do christening. We do well, baby yeah. dedication. Well, and he would not be wearing a gown at that. Yes. I promise you. Well, you had a girl, so it doesn't matter. That's right. So now we can do as many girly things as we want to. We we, we do earrings. We watch princess shows and all that stuff. So I, I'm, I'm good with that. But my, my boy is not going to wear a dress. Fair enough. Or the ruffles. The ruffles with the uh, with the initials on it, you know I, I, that that stuff just doesn't fly. I hear you, I hear you. I've had family members do that, and it's, it's very. Disappointing. I'm with you. I'm with you. Rob Hadaway asks, "Why don't you, specifically you, Robbie, ask the tough questions?" <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do: I will allow you to ask me two tough questions. What is the square root of oh, so they're fifty six thousand? Fifty six. Does it have a square root? I don't know. I just. I, so it's got to right. It's an even number. I don't know math, so I just so, made I just made something up. So the square root of anything is what it is times itself. So something ti- something times itself equals fifty six thousand. Um, so it's got to be something because it's even. So like I don't know, like eighty five hundred. Is that right? I don't know or care. What I don't, I, no, we have to know the answer. I'm going to go with eighty five hundred. Okay. Times. 8,500 equals... No, that's not even close. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm sorry. What's your second tough question? What is the meaning of life? Disregard females, acquire currency. Okay. There you go. You haven't done either. I have done neither. (laughs) My life is meaningless. You have three females in your house... And yeah, I got I got don't five have, if you count animals. Yeah, uh, uh, sorry, I have seven if you count animals. That's a lot of women. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it, it is, but you know, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep working. Okay. Did All you right. find? Did you Google the square root of fifty six thousand? I didn't. Hold on. Square root of fifty six thousand two hundred thirty six point six four three one nine one three two four. Sounds good to me. Okay. There's your two que- tough questions. Thank you. I thought you were going to ask me, like, you know, about my, my personal life. I, I, I'm glad that you didn't. Um, Tanner Bowell, over under on 52.5 RBI for Hunter Hines. So I want to look at last year. What does he have now? Last year, Tanner Allen had 66. Logan Tanner had 53. Cameron James had 61. And Luke Hancock had 63. I must say under because I think at some point he's going to hit a little bit of a wall. wall. But man, that dude's plate awareness at this stage is just really good. He has. Oh, he only has nine. Yeah, he's He's not. He's not hitting that. But it's just it's not just that. I mean, he. He'll he'll sit there and wait on his pitch. He is a very patient hitter, especially he knows like when he sees the spin. And that ball breaks. He's just spitting on that. Yeah, he's he's not going up there hacking. Yeah, and he waits on that fastball. And when he gets it, buddy, he's swinging yeah. <laughs> as hard as anybody on the roster. Yeah. He he had an out the other day. I'm I'm interested to know on that the analytics they tweeted out. I'm interested to know which one of those was the line drive 
out that he had and which one was the home run. Because one of them was 115 yeah. exit velocity, which is insane. I'm going to guess that one was probably the, the home run, but it could have been the, the out. I don't know. But the, one of them was 109. But he is uh, he's going to be one of the better hitters in the Southeastern Conference before he's gone. He's He is a special hitter. Uh, also from Tanner, choose one of these Disney movies: The Incredibles, Cars, or Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. That's that's correct. B- Barrett. That's Sl- correct. Barrett Sloanerker asks us. Uh, I got bombarded with Girl Scouts selling cookies the other day. What is your favorite Girl Scout cookie flavor? Um, so no the question. Tagalong. Tagalong is number one for me. No question. No yeah. question. I, I like both of the peanut butter cookies. The dosi the, dos, the is the dosi with the, the peanut chocolate. Sandwich. No, that's no, that, the tagalongs. Okay, yeah, the tagalongs is the chocolate covered yeah, peanut, peanut butter, butter and the dosi dos is the, yes. They have a new one now that has like a, a brownie in it. Ooh, yeah, that sounds good. So, I don't, I don't like. I'm the, glad my daughter. I'm not a big thin mint. Overrated. Person. Yeah, I'm not a big overrated. I don't like minty. I, 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 I'm glad my daughters are out of this game though. You know that I used to be the Girl Scout. Cooking. Yes, you used to have my tag along sitting in the back of your car. One time, melting. One time, and ever since then, I have tried to make it up to you. And this is how you treat me. <laughs> That's a tough question. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here. What's the question? Huh? This is how you treat me. Yeah. Well, why? Why do you got to be like that? That's why are you the way you are? Yeah. Uh, Darren wants to know if the 2020 baseball season isn't canceled because of COVID, would the 21 na- national championship? We're not saying that word. That is that is Robbie's daughter's name. That Natty Ah have been number two. There was a lot of talent, and they had taken series from Oregon and Texas Tech heading into SEC play. They had also lost two out of three to Long Beach and to Texas Southern. I don't think there's any way I can sit there and tell you that that team was going to win a national title. In I don't think that team was ready. No, but they were going to be much better than they were going to be fine. Yeah. But, yeah, but the next year was kind of you know they were turning everybody, um, other than Foskey and Westburg, which were huge losses, but. It just felt like that year was the year they were ready from a pitching standpoint. And the pitching is what got them over the top. Because they were good pitching all year long. Uh, Let's see here. But, man, I would have loved to have seen Jordan Westberg and Justin Foskey on last year's team. Oh, man. Well, that would have been a no-doubter number one team the whole year. Uh, 901 Stark Dog asks us, what's the most exciting thing you think you could do at age 62? Could it possibly be give someone a flying elbow through at least one table? I think at like sixty two, I'll be happy if like you know I'm still eating spicy food. Yeah, I will certainly not be jumping through three. I'm not, not going to jump off of a balcony I ECW style, and I also wouldn't have done it twenty years ago. I definitely wouldn't do it now. Like I, I'd get up hurting from yeah. that. Oh, I would never get up. I would. I'd be like, okay, that's where I live now. Is on the floor. Sting, man. He's that's he's still he's rolling, man. Uh, Hunter Boland has a staff infection update for us. Round one playoffs earned an 11 seed in a 23 team bracket, and Mercy ruled a frat 55 to 15. I had a career high 13 points. I think this is my peak, so I may retire. As a team, we shot four for 20. Hashtag blaze it, blaze it from three. That's better than State's last four games. That's correct. That State correct. was two for. 40 something 30 something 32 for 37 or something in the last four games mm-hmm. that is the worst stretch i've ever seen in basketball yeah i mean i'm sure there's been worse oh yeah but that that is the worst i've ever seen uh hunter Bolin also says my wife and i have a baby due in august and i'm excited to watch my favorite childhood shows with my child 
in hopes they will enjoy them like me. Was there a show you try to get your kids to like, but they failed to enjoy it like you did? Yeah. Sports. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably <laughs> that's probably one. The ones that she has enjoyed, mm-hmm. Rugrats, and she sat down and watched uh, Boy Meets World with me mm-hmm. a few times. Really? Yeah. And also... It's not a cartoon. No, not really. It's a, it's a show I watched as a kid. I know. I, you know, when these doing Disney Plus and all this stuff started coming out, I, I started watching them again just mm-hmm. to relive some of my childhood. Yeah. Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. Some of those Nickelodeon shows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. 901 Stark Dog again. Based on the start the Diamond Dogs have had, is are they more likely to host a regional or go on the road for regional? Go on the road. Yes. Uh, there's no way I'm, a pre- I'm predicting a host at this point. Yeah. They're going to have to win 20 SEC games, and, they're, they, Easily. and they shouldn't have to... They shouldn't lose any more non-conference games to have a chance. So, yeah. So, basically, what we're saying is the rest of the way, they've played 12, so you play 56 total. 30 of those are conference games. That's 42. So, there's 14 non-conference games remaining. Is that right? I couldn't tell you. Well, if that's the case, they need to be – and they're ne- basically what we're saying in their next 42 games, they need to be 34 and 10. Ooh. I don't see it. That'd be very difficult. Uh, Mangum Cafe, if a soap does not lather, does it actually clean? How does a soap not lather? I don't know of any soaps that don't lather. I've never heard of such, so we'll move on. Do you like Reese's Fast Break? Uh, it's not my favorite. They're okay. I, I, I just go with the regular Reese's. Yeah. But I've, I used to eat the Fast Break a lot when I was in high school. Yeah. They're fine. Last one, the Flow Sports crew in Arlington or the Tulane crew, which was first. I didn't think the Tulane crew was this terrible. I thought Ron Swoboda was funny at times. They, they were funny on some things. Everybody it was just, just hates the other teams in it, it was just annoying when they started going into, like, talking about Germantown like it was the one in yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, that was, and, that was funny, actually. I mean, I thought the guy was actually a good analyst just as far as, you know, talking about the game. Mm-hmm. It, they were just clueless. But I mean, I ex- there was I don't this, expect a lot from. I mean, it, I'll say the Saturday. I like the Saturday broadcast better than Friday and Sunday. The younger guy that did the play by play, he wasn't that great. I like the the two older guys on Saturday. The main thing is this: outside of the SEC, I just don't expect much, right? Like, yeah. why would Tulane know a lot about Mississippi State baseball? It's one thing when we, you know, you're playing in another SEC school and you see those teams every year. You're going to have some knowledge of them, but. When you're playing a team like Tulane, no, I don't expect it. So, I think people get too offended sometimes about these. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I mean, I I thought they were pretty clueless, but after Friday, I just kind of got used to it. I mean, if you if you're really bothered by it, you should just turn on Jim Ellis and Which you Ron do. Polk, yeah. and hear Ron Polk breathing through the mic. Yes, yes. All right, let's uh, move on into the second half of the rumblings. It's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. Whatever you're looking to cook for your family tonight, add beef. Put it in the grocery cart. Not only are you making a delicious and nutritious meal for your family, but you're also helping out 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians. Those are who our beef providers are in this state. This weekend, if you're looking to cook out, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thank you to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats over there in the heart of the Cotton District. If you're going to be up in Starkville this weekend to watch the Diamond Dogs, you need to head over to Two Brothers. You know you want to. You know you're probably going to. I probably don't even need to tell you, but I'm going to anyway. Two Brothers Smoked Meats, smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to be this weekend in Starkville. 
It's really simple over at Advantage Business Systems. It's great products and great service. And I know everybody offers that. But not everybody offers the same selection that Advantage Business Systems does. The big box stores, they just can't compete with the with the local markets in terms of getting the products that you need. And they certainly can't compete with them in terms of service. It's not a 1-800 number. It's not a call center. It's not 7 to 10 business days and we'll get out there. It's a 601 number. It's talk to somebody who lives here in this state and we'll be there today or tomorrow and get you back up and running. That's the Advantage Business Systems difference. That number is 601-362-9192 or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, Kyle Wilson asked if we ever thought about doing a cookbook or a food podcast. Maybe have Mississippi Beef as a sponsor. Uh, I have thought about doing a food podcast. I just haven't been able to put together. A cookbook is a lot of work. Yes. I don't. People, people see the food that I make a lot of the times, and they're like, "Oh, it looks so good." I'm following other people's recipes for the most part. I have my own recipes for a few things. But like for the most part, I'm just getting stuff off off online, just like the rest of it. I'm the same way. I, d- I haven't really tinkered with anything in my own, except for I, I tried to make a barbecue sauce one time, and it was it was just okay. Yeah. So I, I just I just I just follow recipes. I found that other people's food is better than mine usually. So I, I like to just all the time. I I'm, I think I think that's a mental thing though. Yeah. I think it because it never tastes the way you want it to taste in your head, like. When I make ribs, I want them to taste like I when I go to a barbecue restaurant. Yes, and I eat them, and I'm like, they're good, but they're not the good as good as you know this this place I like to go. Whereas other people eat them, are like, man, these are fantastic. So, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, Dalton Lee says, "Is this the most challenging year of MSU sports that you can remember? Usually, one sport feels like it's decent, but this year so far, oof, it's been it's been rough. I mean, yeah, but it's been way worse. Oh, it's been worse. I mean, like." Think of uh, like oh five oh six, like right oh, eight. After, well, yeah, oh eight oh eight. That basketball team went to uh, went to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they did. But like oh, football oh, was bad. Oh, oh, five, baseball oh, six, you got was Kroom. bad. I mean, baseball. I think lost in the regionals. They were they were they struggled all year. I mean, the thing this about was the year after like the uh, the Road Warriors and all that. I mean, the thing about that is those. Teams were just awful. Mm-hmm. There were some teams that were okay, that mm-hmm. were good at another sport, but football was awful. You know, baseball was awful. Ten, those those teams in like '08 or whatever, like they had some bad teams. There's no, there's not that many programs at Mississippi State where teams are just god awful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, basketball. Everybody's frustrated with that. They've they still won 17 games. They have a winning record. Women's basketball has a winning record. You know, uh, football went to a bowl game, so it's it's been way worse. I I know there's there's recency bias and all that stuff, but I've seen Mississippi State sports being way worse shape than it is right now. It's just everything's kind of mediocre right now, and that's kind of what annoys people. I mean, I agree. I agree with you, and especially when you've had high highs recently. Yeah, it's it's tough to sort of settle back. Well, in. expectations are going up. Yeah, you know. And, well, I mean. The, the price of going to these games is going up. That's why people expect more. Uh, Colton Watson has jumped back in. Have you seen the Batman yet? I thought it was too long and had quite a few small flaws, but overall was pretty good. How about you? I thought it was the best Batman movie I've ever seen. I thought it was better than The Dark Knight. Uh, the length, nice. the length did not bother me. Uh, you know, it was three hours long, but I was into the movie. Um, there were I, every movie has some small flaws, um, but I thought this was a fantastic movie. 
I thought it set the stage for future movies. Uh, I thought the, the, all of the actors who were in it did a great job. I, I, special shout-out. I know he's not listening, but Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Didn't know if he could pull that off. Like, I had more questions about Colin Farrell as the Penguin than I did about he's Robert. He's a great actor. Than I did about Robert Pattinson as the Batman. And he was fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. So, really Is, good movie. Are they going to make a sequel to The Joker? No, I think that was just a standalone. Because the, the way that that one ends kind of felt it like, felt like it was going to be... It, it did, but I, I think that is just... Because, and I, I'll tell you why. Well, well, that guy can't be a criminal mastermind. Yeah, he's he's that just kind of mentally put, ill. Yeah, that guy's not putting together multi-million dollar bank heist and, and yeah. keeping the city at bay. He's not. He's not. That guy's just mentally ill. He just had some issues. Yeah. So Great movie. Well, I, I like the movie. but You know, he, he might be driven into an insanity. That I just don't he think could. he was smart enough, though. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, they kind of made him kind of a doofus guy. They did. I think and that was the point, I think. so. Uh, Much Sh- different than the other Jokers that we've seen. Right. Sheldon Nations asks, which is more likely to happen uh, in 2022? MSU baseball hosts a regional. MSU football wins the Egg Bowl. Right now, it's the Egg Bowl. Yeah. You agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Kivas Wright, when do you think fans will give up on the baseball season in anticipation for football season? My God, we just gave up on basketball in December in anticipation for baseball. Maybe just get through the season. Maybe just watch the games and try to enjoy them. They'll never truly give up on the no. baseball team. If they go on a run, everybody will be right back on board. And then, as far as anticipation for football season, what? There's not a, there's not a ton of that right now. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite match or moment from AEW Revolution? It's it, the whole thing with Punk and MJF. Was it the MJF coming out to Punk's music, and then Punk going back to his old Ring of Honor roots, and then this—the match itself is fantastic. Yeah, I thought I need to rewatch Greg Valentine, Roddy Piper, just to see that was how, to see how they 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 stack up. What's your favorite amusement park ride or carnival ride? I don't like rides. I don't do rides, so I'll let you carry this one. Uh, that's a good question because I don't really know what mine. I mean, rock and roller coasters has always been one of my favorites at Hollywood Studios, whatever it is now at Disney. Um, so that's that's up there. Uh, you know, I went to um, Universal and the Islands last year. And they have a couple of new rides over there. The Velocicoaster, which mm-hmm. is the Jurassic Park ride, it is incredible. I've never really been on a ride like that. And um, Hagrid's uh, ride that they've that they made over there, where you're on the motorcycle, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I would probably say either either the Hulk or Rock and Roller Coaster is my favorite, just because of the. Rock and roller coaster because you got Aerosmith blaring in the back in in your head and you know you you go zero to sixty in like four seconds or whatever it is um, when it shoots you into the the tunnel really really cool ride. All right, there you go. I've ridden it like fifty times. Right. Uh, the American Dream has asked us a question. Do you mind if I a- a- do the question with my American Dream voice? Proceed, Daddy. I'll be coming into town Friday for the Princeton game. Since I don't come off, so I'm going to hit up as many places as I can before the game. What's your favorite thing to eat at these places? The guest room, Bulldog Burger, and Two Brothers Daddy. Guest room, I haven't been there in a while. It's the same menu as Restaurant Tyler, though. Yeah. So get some crawfish dip. Yeah. I had some of the other day. 
Oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, Bulldog if burger. I'm, if I'm going to the guest room for lunch, mm-hmm. um, what well, I, I don't think they're open, open for lunch. Yeah. Restaurant Tyler for lunch. Yeah, I'm gonna get either the fried catfish boy plate mm-hmm. or the fried chicken boy plate. I'll go for that right now. Um, Bulldog burger. I'm getting the um, chicken sandwich. The uh, the sweet heat sweet heat chicken sandwich. Yeah, I'm getting. We're the, gonna get the spring rolls. For we're getting Philly, Philly, spring, Philly rolls. spring rolls for uh, appetizer, uh-huh. and then we're gonna get, I'm gonna get the sweet heat chicken sandwich with uh, sweet potato fries. Yeah, I'm gonna get uh, the smokehouse burger. That's that's my favorite. And then I'll probably, I probably I'm not a huge fan of tater tots, but everybody likes the tater tot with the fondue. fondue. Yeah, like that. And then two brothers, wings, pork rind nachos, a couple of tacos. You're good. I'm good. I'm getting all the tacos are good. Pork belly tacos yeah. at Two Brothers I'm going with Chipotle chicken, That's and I'm right. also going to get the sweet potato fries. There you go. Ford Polk wants to know: Do you block all ads on Twitter? I have ad block on everything, and if somebody, if I get a promoted tweet, I block the person who sent it. Wow. I don't. I don't. Want I don't have any kind of ad blocker. I don't deal with that. This is a question. I can't wait to get your answer to. Which of these bands is more overrated? ACDC, Journey, Aerosmith. Queen or the Rolling Stones? Well, you already know my answer on this. You don't like the Rolling Stones. Not a huge Rolling Stones guy. Love Journey. Mm-hmm. Love Aerosmith. Love ACDC. Love Queen. Rolling Stones, to me, just okay. I, I, I understand their impact. Mm-hmm. I understand, you know, the, they're, they're great live from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. I just never got into them like everybody else. Right. Mine's Aerosmith. Just not a I, big fan. I can see that. I, I would say Aerosmith is the biggest American rock band ever. They may be the biggest, they're not the best. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Van Halen to me is the Van, best. Van Halen is the is the, I like number one. I like their music more. Aerosmith, I mean, especially when you get into like their their '90s stuff, and it's all sort of like ballads and stuff. It's, it's not great. Yeah, it's not like Pink. Yeah, that's my new obsession. Yeah, not not a huge fan. Why are the Queen's Chicago- my favorite band know, ever. Yeah. Journey's right up there with them and ACDC, too. Why do the Chicago White Sox wear black socks? I I'm going to guess historically, they, I mean, they wore black. They wore red. And the Red Sox wear red socks, right? Yeah. yeah. Andy Losick asks us, what song by the Who, the Who best fits this MSU baseball team at this point? Who are you, The Substitute, The Seeker, or Baba O'Reilly? Uh, who are you? Probably. That's not a bad choice. You know, here here's the tr- here's here's what an idea. You know, this team has started off slow, right? Mm-hmm. But this is Mississippi State. You feel like they're going to turn it around, right? So what about won't get fooled again? I could see that. Yeah, that's a good one. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's no see pinball here. wizard. That doesn't really fit here. That doesn't really fit. No. Um, let's see here. Behind blue eyes. If if Lamonis was a blue eyed guy, I go with that because nobody knows what it's like to be the bad man. Uh, let's see here, Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins. If the human brain is the only thing to ever name itself, why did it come up with the name brain? That's so weird. That's a really difficult question to answer. I don't know the answer to it. So another Cohen question, but we already kind of answered that one. Uh, Andrew Miller asks. Where does this basketball season rank in terms of all-time disappointing seasons for MSU sports, just in terms of preseason expectations and how the losses played out? I mean, it's not too high up for me, to be honest. 2001 football was worse for that, me. That, 2018 football? Even though I mean, the 2001 eight. team was ranked. Yeah. 
2018 football was was up there. Yeah. 2011 football is up there. 2012 basketball was that the. Yeah, or they started. You know, out the, really, yeah, yeah. The, you know, they went to the Martin Madison Moultrie, Square Garden yeah. and yeah. won that little tournament, beat Arizona. They were fifteenth in the country, and yeah. I'm not making the tournament. It's it's been worse. It's been worse. Yeah. Baseball. What's the most disappointing baseball season I can remember? Um, got to be. Was it 06 when they started out and they were 14 and 0 and number one in the nation and they were 18 and 0. Oh yeah, and then they ended up not making. Are they ended up just they making? Did, they, they didn't, didn't make host. the SEC tournament. I don't think. And they didn't year. host. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably it. Also, to, maybe lost worse, the Clips in that year in the regionals, maybe. It was either Clemson or Miami, one of the two. Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. Is that done? Yes. Oh, wow. Russell Wilson to the Bron- Broncos. Aaron Rodgers staying at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! The Steelers are killing it in the offseason here. I saw today on a mock draft the Steelers taking Corral in the I, second round. I can't get I can't get behind the quarterbacks Dane, in this. Dane Brugler's, I think we're going to talk about it on today's show, on Sports Talk, so it'll be yesterday's show as you're listening. Had him going 52nd, Corral. That's hard to believe. That he dropped that much? Yeah, I, I don't know. Had Cross going 7th to the Giants. Shout out to Ben Portnoy. Uh, Gil Manclang's got pick two, leave one for us. We've got another cereal one here. Fruity Pebbles, Fruit Loops, Apple Jacks. Fruity Pebbles is out. Yeah, you only need one fruit cereal. Yeah. Fruit Loops is the Fruit Loops better. is better. This is more of towards me, but the Atlanta Falcons, the Boston Celtics, the Ole Miss Rebels. We're going to leave Ole Miss. You know, the other two can stay. For you, let's do it for you. The Ravens. Uh, so you're more of a Yankees. The Red, Red yeah, Sox. Okay. Yeah, Ravens, Red Sox, Ole Miss. To Ole Miss. All right. So you're on the same page. Bread, eggs, or milk? And this gets rid of everything that. Like, I can't make anything with eggs? At that point, you got to get rid of bread. But you're right? getting rid of it. Yeah, you get bread. Rid of bread. Because you can bread make bread. So but you can make bread with milk and but, eggs. But bread's going to be eliminated, so you're, you don't make bread. It's, I think this is saying that this you, is bread. Bread is completely out. So no you can't make whatsoever. That's right. Well, then eggs are gone. Eggs have got to go. Yeah, I don't like eggs. But an eggs, cake, pie, a lot of I'll desserts. Right. You can, can go without. I can figure out a way to make sweet bread. Okay. Crayons, markers, and colored pencils. Colored pencils suck. Yeah, you got to sharpen those. them. Nobody wants a colored pencil. No. Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee, Jean Claude Van Damme. Chuck Norris. He's the one getting left out. Oh, sorry. I All of a sudden, I just forgot what I was doing. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> Jean-Claude's got to go. Oh, I love Bloodsport so much, though. So, like, of these guys, as far as movies go, Jean-Claude Van Damme is in more of them than I like. Yeah, but this is like... This in terms is... of a fight, though, Jean-Claude would lose. Yes. These two guys. So, yeah, I guess we're going to go with, with JCVD. It sucks. Uh, Rob Montgomery. Got a long question here. If you step back and look at the season, the whole season... I feel like the Tulane series was fine overall outside of the Sims injury because you can take a tough series loss on the road against a good team where there were a lot of positives offensively and from starters take away from the weekend. The problem is the North Northern Kentucky game, the losing two to Long Beach State, is that business was if that business was handled and you're just eight and four, this past weekend wouldn't feel as bad as it did. Thoughts? Well, yeah. Well, here here's the thing for me: it's the way you lost those games. We both predicted yeah. State to lose a series. Yes. You lost Landon Sims. And nobody could come in and shut the door against a two-lane team that was not just tearing the cover off the ball in the first game and a half. Mm-hmm. That That's concerning. To me, you saw State's bullpen completely exposed. They're going to play better teams in two-lane this year. And they couldn't find anybody that could come in there and stop them from scoring consistently. 
So, uh, you know, I, I think that I don't think it was fine, but just because of that reason, there's just there, there's not much that you can take away that was positive, other than the offense was was better. It was better. I agree with that. Uh, let's see here. Our, our friends from the Cheese Fry Starkville account. Are there more wheels or doors in the world? It's got to be wheels, right? Because what has just one wheel? There are very few unicycles out there. I mean, every vehicle has four. basically has four has wheels. Has at least four. There are some that have 18. Every house has at least, not everyone, but most of them are going to have five or six doors at least. Yeah. But, I mean, think about my house. I have Right now I have three cars. So I've got 12 wheels, plus each of the kids have bikes. So there's another four wheels. So I have sixteen wheels. It's probably wheels, and you know they're 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 building vehicles. They're they're putting vehicles on I an assembly line. Just what about like a skyscraper or a big office building though? That has that's like, true. Oof, that's a tough question. That is I a think tough it's question. wheels, but it's probably close. Yeah, I'd like to know. That but at the same time, you know, think about like there's a lot of uncivilized places in the world that don't have cars, don't have vehicles, but if you have a hut, there's a door. There's a doorway. There might not actually be a door. It might be a drape or something that just covers okay, the entrance. Is that technically a door? I don't know. That's a, you got to get another answer to that. So I'm going to say it's wheels, but it's really close. That's Are there more a, chairs or people? I'm so, going to say people. I don't think there's seven billion chairs in the world. Yeah, I'm going to say there's pe- more people. Yeah. I, that that seems a little more cut and dry. Yeah. Of course, we said that we got two people in this office and three chairs. Yeah, that's true. So. Uh, is that it? There's a couple more. A couple more. Here we go. The, the Flying M, please rank these Mississippi State number 33s. Mario Austin, Brad Cumbus, Rod Gibson, Joe Dan Gold, and Hoyle Granger. Uh, Brad Cumbus is going to have to be last. Is it Granger? Yeah. Are you pretty serious? Sure. I'm pretty sure it is. I've always thought it was Granger. I think it's Granger. I think it's at... Where was he from? <laughs> if he's from Louisiana, I'm going to know I'm right. Granger just seems he's like... He's from Oberlin, Louisiana. Okay, maybe it is. Um, Jodan Gold was was part of really the part of the Bailey Howe teams. Wasn't he? What was he not on the uh, the Game of Change team? He might have been. Well, that's an SEC championship team. Jodan Gold that. played at Mississippi State from sixty to sixty three, so he would have been on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did play in the Game of Change. So that so he's he's quite important. Um, okay, this is weird to say. Mario Austin's number one. Oh, no, man. I'm going. I'm going. Austin, Grange, Gold, Gibson, Combust. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't know. I don't have the evidence to the really fight these. These the older two guys are throwing us off here. So. Yeah, I, I just don't have really the evidence to compare, like Joe Dan Gold to Mario Austin. Right. So, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I we'll just go. It's okay. It. We'll just go with it. All right. Last question of the day comes to us from Hunter Manis, who asks, "How hard is it to talk in future tense when you do a pod? I get confused pretending it's Tuesday if I record it on a Monday night. If you could turn, oh, there's two separate questions. Um, I've been doing it so long now that I've I've gotten okay at it now. It's, it doesn't bother me as much. I have to think about it. When I I'm still talking. make mistakes. But when I'm talking about it, I have to actually think yeah. about it. And then also, if you could turn one state baseball loss so far into a win, which is it? I'm going with opening day. Opening day, this first day at the ballpark with the national. Well, I, yeah. you get a series win there. Yeah. I mean, 
I think I might say the Saturday Tulane game. Maybe. What about the Friday North Northern Kentucky game and just going get a sweep? Yeah, maybe so. But you know, you could you could now turn around here against Tulane. You win that Saturday game. I feel really good about them sweeping Tulane, and that corrects the Northern Kentucky loss, in my opinion. To go sweep a Tulane team that we predicted Mississippi State was going to lose a series, mm-hmm. they win all three of those games. That corrects the, the Northern Kentucky game to me. Yeah, I agree. So, if you were able, if if that means that whatever happens after that could be a result of that win, and you and you consider that Mississippi State could have swept Tulane, I would pick the Saturday Tulane game. Okay, I'm not going to argue too hard against you because I really feel like if State would have like now if if Tulane would would have lost ten to eight, I still would say the Tulane could win that that third game. Mm-hmm. But if State wins that Saturday game ten to three, I think Tulane's laying down. You're probably right on game three. You're probably right. All right, that's all for the rumblings. Let's turn the show over to our one and only correspondent. He'll let us know what happened in Biloxi as Mississippi State takes on Texas Tech in game one of this two-game set. Let's take it now to future Brian. Thanks, guys. This is future Brian reporting to you from the future. And as always, you two are idiots because Mississippi State did great and Parker Stinnett pitched incredibly well for the Bulldogs. State takes a – I can barely explain how important this win was for the Bulldogs. Mississippi State gets the win uh, down there in Biloxi. Final score, Mississippi State 11, Texas Tech uh, 5, and Parker Stinnett, the much maligned Parker Stinnett, five innings of one-hit baseball. He struck out 12. He walked three. I mean, you'll take four to one. So we're talking about what Richard Cross was talking about with uh, with Brian on uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. You know, you take that, that ratio, great, great job by Parker Stinnett, really gave the Bulldogs a lot. State really uh, exploded in this game um, in the, uh, the the fourth inning after trailing one nothing, nine runs in that inning, uh, the big blow being a absolute tank from Hunter Hines, who was three for four with four RBI on the evening. Cam James, two for four. Hancock, one for four with an RBI. Uh, a couple of hits for Tanner Leggett as well. Kellum Clark had a big two RBI single. That's what got that inning going uh, there in the fourth. Brandon Smith pitches uh, two and a third innings of, uh, of relief. Not particularly good in relief, but State with the big lead was able to hold on. Pico Cone pitches the final one and two-thirds innings uh, of hitless and scoreless baseball. Three strikeouts for the freshman. And State gets a win over Texas Tech. They've now won three straight games down in Biloxi uh, over Texas Tech. What a weird... Situation, and they will go back at it uh, later today, uh, five o'clock first pitch. I haven't seen anything official, and I reached out to a, a couple of the guys down in Biloxi and wasn't able to get an answer. Uh, but it looks like I saw on a message board, and I, 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 that's just rumor. I mean, they said Lamonas said, so maybe he said it on the post game, and I, you know, I, I didn't hear that. That Jackson Fristo will get the start for Mississippi State in this one, which probably says. What that says to me is that uh, a, he has faith in being able to piece together a Sunday game against a winless Princeton team, that he can Johnny Holstaff that one. And then probably next week you might see, you might see Fristo into the rotation. We'll see. 
We'll see how that goes. You know, it depends on what Fristo looks like tonight. To be totally honest with you, he needs to he needs to be good. He needs to be sharp. He needs to give State the same kind of outing they got under Stinnett. Stinnett, I got to give all the credit in the world to this kid. He was really, really good. And in a situation where literally the only people who believed in him were in the dugout with him, you know, if you I you know tweeted out last night that uh, he was going to start, and I mean the the the. The reception to that that revelation was not positive. Uh, same with what you saw on message boards and everything else. A lot of people were like, "Oh my gosh, why would they do this?" Maybe and and you know, give credit to uh, my friends Bart Gregory and Charlie Winfield. They talked about this that maybe this is where he belongs at the front of the rotation, maybe not the front of the rotation, but in the rotation and not in the bullpen. Maybe he's just got a starter's mentality. He can work things out a little bit better from there. We'll see. If he's going to pitch like this, then he's going to be a key cog for Mississippi State. And maybe this is what he needs to do. So I'll, I'll be interested to see. I'm, I'm interested to see now, is he a candidate for that Sunday spot? Not, I mean, not this week, but next week. Could he be? You know, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But he pitched really well tonight. And like I said, top of the order gets you a total. You're, you're, when you're one, two, three hitters, uh, gets you... Uh, what what is that? Six hits in uh, twelve at bats. You can't really complain about that. Um, Davis Me- Davis Mesh got his first start. He was one for three with an RBI on the night. Played okay. <sighs> we know the talent is there. We all know it. It's just a matter of it starting to click. Maybe they can come out of this week. You know, even if they lose the game today. They come up here and take care of their business and, and sweep Princeton, which is what they should do, and they're 4-1 this week, you've got some momentum heading into SEC play. And if they could somehow get a win today, that would just be absolutely massive for the Bulldogs. Um, I'll be interested to see if the lineup looks the same. I wouldn't make a change. I, I felt like these guys were clicking. I felt like they, they, they played well together. you got a lot of potential in there, a lot of power potential. You know, one through – Seven in this lineup are all potential home run hitters, all guys who could put the ball over the fence. So I, I wouldn't make any changes if I were Chris Lamonis. We'll see how that works out for Mississippi State. But a big, big win for the Bulldogs and what they needed to have happen. So 11-5 to is the final. Jackson Fristo on the mound for the Bulldogs. 5 o'clock first pitch. It's, all, it's still on SEC Network Plus, so you can watch the game there. I will have more talking about this on Sports Talk Mississippi a little later today. All right, guys. Appreciate you tuning in to another edition of Thunder and Lightning. I'm sure Brian and Robbie appreciate it as well. I'm future Brian. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. If you see me staring at you, better not cool up. Come on. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.